Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tarek Ansari Experience. Be sure to fasten your seatbelts and keep your hands inside the ride at all times. Are you ready? Because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Indeed, indeed, and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, one, welcome all, the Tark and Sorry Show. I am uh, the guest host for the Tark and Sorry Show. Just kidding, I'm actually Tark and Sorry because, you know, we don't have enough money to pay guest hosts yet. But Shane, you're number one on the list. Oh, shucks. Really? That's right. Shucks, it's true. Yeah. Uh, we are here in an undisclosed location uh, due to our due to tax reasons, and uh, we're here to bring you some excellent, excellent awesomeness. I'm here with Shane Peterson. From Kyra Knights. Hello. How are we doing? Dude, I'm doing pretty well. How about you? Uh, it's been a good day. It's been no a good complaints. day. Yeah. I heard some of the stuff you're doing on Kyra Knights, those Shane Drops and listeners. Once you're done listening to this, go check out Kyra Knights. And I mean, check it out for Jack Stein, but check it out for, for Shane's drops and excellent stuff. Yeah. I, I try to I try to be funny. Yeah. Oh, not funny. Satirically amazing. That's right. We're dropping new terms here. Today's show, we have face-to-face here with Shane Peterson coming up in a few seconds. Also, we'll be talking about why Geraldo Rivera is a giant bag and uh, and and more. So, big show coming up. And, uh, well, Shane, are you ready? I guess. To get face, face to face. That's right. In case you're new here, face to face, we take ten news stories, give it two minutes each story, and uh, yeah, we uh, we basically we count it down. We take a look at uh, you know, see what we can talk about in that short amount of time. With story number one, let's get started. So, COVID nineteen, have you heard of it? Yeah, I think so. Ah, nice, nice, nice. So, COVID nineteen. Apparently, there are three new uh, side effects to the uh, this the vaccine from Johnson and Johnson, including pink eyes or conjunctivitis, uh, hearing loss, and gastrointestinal disorders. Uh, so, these are n- three new ones that were not previously n- known before. Is there a reason for concern if I am trying to get the vaccine chain? Uh, I mean, interesting, because I'm pretty sure if I'm, do not quote me on this, I need to do more research on this, but I'm pretty sure the Johnson & Johnson vaccine isn't like the Moderna or Pfizer. It's not an mDNA vaccine. Yes, and it's a one-shot compared to a two-shot. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's like, that's what everybody compares it to, but I'm pretty sure it's not the type of vaccine that people are all super concerned about. This is a little bit concerning, the fact that you take a vaccine, you Mm -hmm. get puffy eyes, uh, runny pants, and uh, what was the other... What was the other one? You also, so gastrointestinal disease. Yeah. You also get a free car. No, uh, hearing loss. Hearing loss? Yeah. <laughs> you can't hear, you can't see, and you got to go to the bathroom. So, I mean, that's. So, it, just, it ages you about 40 years, basically. Yeah, it yeah. makes you, it turns you into an old person really, really quick. That's kind of sad. That is kind of a, that seems like a, like a, like an Alfred Hitchcock novel. It's like, <laughs> they were, they were 30. Then there were 80. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, just, it's just like, of all the types of side effects you could have, it's like, I oh, can't see, can't hear, and, and man, where's the closest bathroom? Right. And now and the sad thing about this is this gives all the anti-vax people for COVID like kind of a, some ground. Like, well, if you get it, this is what happens. You get pink eyes unless you like the color pink. He's like, I ain't going to get this vaccine if it gives me pink eye like when I fart on my brother's pillow for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody can relate to that, uh, especially us out from the valley. Hey, so you know, uh, or the foothills, I should say. Forgive yeah, me. Yeah, it's the foothills. Yeah, cannot cannot insult the distinguished members of the Sacramento Valley from back home. 
All right, our next story. I got some new uh, bumper music as I saw it. Oh, oh wow. All right, so number two, Caitlyn Jenner is moving closer to a California recall run for governor. So yeah, this is true. He's giving me a face, ladies and gentlemen. Shane is that is of pure disbelief, but it's true. Uh, Jenner, seventy-one-year-old Olympic gold medal decathlete. I, I, Athlete. Yeah, Form- the yeah, there, that. I, as you can tell, I was not an Olympian. Uh, she's a Republican activist, uh, obviously, you know. Ooh, tri- running on the red card. It, yeah, I, I was surprised too. And there, there, she's gathering a lot of advisors at her Malibu home to discuss her potential candidacy in this upcoming uh, recall election, if it were to happen, with uh, with Newsom feeling a lot of fire. This would be, this would be absolutely incredible. For one. For a transgender person to become governor of a state, which would be really interesting, but you know what? The fact that she's a reality TV star and has the kind of media history she does—that doesn't surprise me. But boy, that would be a huge, huge step as far as you know equality within transgender rights and all that. That's the way I look at it. Kind of like a backseat view. What, what do you think? I don't think that at all. A huge <laughs> step for transgender. This, no, she's no. She is a. Former Olympic athlete, yeah, okay, who became famous. She was she was famous back when she won all those events, yeah. But she became more famous when she was on a reality TV show. Did we not just go through four years of having a reality TV star as our president? We don't need any more of this, especially this. What are you going to bring to the table, Caitlin? Of really, what do you have that makes you think that you are fit? to run in government. The only thing that I know that you're about is that you cause all this drama, you just push yourself out into the tabloids, you hit people and kill people with your car and then somehow just don't go to jail. Like, no, absolutely not. I don't agree that it's going to be... It's it, If people are considering like, oh... Yeah, her getting a job is going to be great for trans rights and for the trans image. No, it's not. It's going to make it worse because she's unfit. Find a trans woman or man who actually has some smart things to say, and then I will back it up. Not her. At all. Ridiculous. Stupid. 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 Shane. Shane on fire, ladies and gentlemen. Get him some water. He's burning up. Number three. We'll see if you get pissed off about this. Okay. Virginia just legalized marijuana. Yay! Let's get some... Put on the Pink Floyd and dance, everybody, because Virginia is getting the weed. So, if you're in Richmond, you're happy and you're high. But it becomes the first state in the southern United States to legalize cannabis. Shane, first reaction. Uh, first reaction, um, great. Uh, this needs to happen in every single state. I think when it comes to cannabis, when it comes to legal cannabis, yeah. if you look at all the states who have legalized it and you see the millions and millions of tax dollars that flows through that, then it's 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 so worth it. Like people yeah. who are just like, oh no, it's a gateway drug. Yeah, false. We, that's been debunked billions yeah. and billions it's of an times. Age old myth. The only yeah. thing that sucks about it is that kids get easier access to it. But you know, there's not nine and ten year olds, you know, grabbing dime bags and going to town. You know, these are kids in high school who've got <laughs> yeah. the older friends or know the the creepy old guy or, or from they around it, the block. Or they think it's a but cool thing I to do, yeah. think that oh. this is a great thing. I think every state should legalize it. It will cut down on crime. It will help improve 
local economies with all the tax dollars that are coming into it. It will stop okay. stupid, pointless arrests. We're seeing a lot of different states, including the state of Washington, mm -hmm. where people who have drug felony convictions, they're getting them wiped off their record for stupid small charges like for having pot. It's which, ridiculous. It's, it, yeah, which makes no sense. And I'm, I'm with you on this one. I, I think the fact is, the fact in this modern era where we view marijuana as kind of like alcohol, maybe even a better, it a better be considered like that. yeah, it better. It's probably it's better for you than like cigarettes or cigars and and alcohol. Yeah, and, if you're gonna intoxicate yourself, it's the best thing for you. Exactly. Yeah, it has its benefits. I again, I think the only reason why it's not legalized everywhere in the United States is because of the word marijuana. People are they're scared off by oh marijuana. Yeah, people are just prudes. Yeah, <laughs> it should say that in the state bill. Despite people being prudes, we have decided to make it legal. All right, number four, despite that, number four, Biden and Obama reportedly talked regularly in close touch on a range of issues, uh, White House has reported. Uh, some on the right, including Fox News, which is where this headline is from, uh, are saying this is a conflict of interest and it might be a hint that the actual president right now or the one who has the most power is, in fact, Barack Obama. Do you agree with this? No. What do you like? What he's his, he used he was his former vice president. He's a guy who he's worked with for a number of different years. Mm -hmm. Like, there's plenty of colleagues and people who I've worked with in the past that I still call upon and ask for advice and talk about stuff that's going on in my personal life. Now, I can see why people want to say it's a conflict of interest, but if you mm -hmm. look at it from just like a gra like a completely basis argument. Like, he worked with him for a number of years. It's Obviously, yeah. I don't understand why it would be such a big deal that he calls upon an old friend or somebody who's a colleague that he's worked with in government yeah. to bounce a few ideas off of him. And you can have your ideas and your thoughts about Barack Obama. I have mine. Mm -hmm. But still, at the end of the day, it's just like, I don't think Obama's making the calls. Like, maybe Kamala's got Kamala's got more push than Barack right now. Well, because well, well, she's the vice president. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it doesn't, it, it's just all just like, oh, you know. Yeah. I, it's ridiculous. The only it's reason stupid. I'm suspicious is because of Biden's age. I know I'm going to sound like everybody on the ride just like, ah, you know, he's an old man and all that. But, you know, he's a little bit older. And I think if you were to ask most Americans who right now is in all fairness, probably more suited to lead the country between Obama and Biden. It's still Obama, I would say, as far as like, in, in to, like as far as who would, can handle a crisis better. I would still say Obama. So that's why I'm start. I get like feelings of uh, maybe because who who would Trump talk to a lot? No one. He would just talk to himself because he's a sociopath. Well, that was a fair answer. But like, well, he had Steve Bannon for a while. Well, Steve Bannon's a you know. A, a mammoth, um, but you know, I don't know something. Something seems a little mm, about it, but we'll go with your right. How about that? Because Shane, you're right. I said I, so. like always. Like yeah, like always until you're wrong. Number five, Rory Rory McElroy. I'm a golf fan. Rory McElroy had a disastrous start to the Masters, which began today. Uh, he on one of his tees <laughs> during the first round of the Masters on hole seven, hit his dad with an errant swing. That's right, the ball missed the green, missed the rough, and instead hit his father, a spectator, watching his son golf. I think, Shane, we have reached pinnacle 2020 in 2021. You cannot get more 2020 than a pr prodigy golfer hitting his proud father with a golf ball. In a sucky round, 
even if you're not a golf fan, you have to say, this is a sign from God saying, stuff is effed up, and this is the way you see it. You know, I was going to try to make a Tiger Woods joke, <laughs> but then when you explain that, if you think about this, out of all, like a lot of these PGA events, I'm sure the COVIDs, they've got the numbers down, but if you think about the probability of that happening, it's yeah. absolutely... It's pretty low. It's pretty low. And the yeah. fact that that happened, I mean, <laughs> dude... That's like one of the best moments in sports, like go- one of the best goofs in sports history. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's like, that's better than Deshaun Jackson throwing the ball at the one yard line before he crossed the goal line. Yeah, because his dad wasn't at the one yard line. Yeah, exactly. His dad was up in the stands going, it was, what it are you was, doing? It was like Deshaun Jackson about to run into the end zone and his dad's on the sideline, stops at the one yard line, throws the ball directly at his dad's face, nails him in the face, <laughs> then crosses the goal line and starts to celebrate. That's what it basically would be like. <laughs> I have that picture in my mind and I'm just cracking up. But it's just, I think it's just, yeah, as you said, the chances of that happening are so low. And it's nice that, I mean, he, his dad was okay, by the way. We're not la- laughing at a guy who was, you know, hurt because that would be rude uh, and pretty savage, if you ask me. But Is he, there a picture? I want to see a picture of his dad's face. There, <laughs> It was very much an element of disappointment and support. So I'll, I'll send you that picture, though. Oh, I would good. I would show the listeners that, but it's you know it's podcast radio. You can't see stuff. Anyway, number six: scientists, certain scientists, scientists on the right, basically, are slamming a WHO slash China report, a joint report from WHO and China, demanding a full private investigation into the origin of COVID nineteen. I'm gonna start this off real quick. Do we really truly need at this point? to have a private investigation to actually go in to into deep which is also a genesis song into deep do we really have to go into deep to find out the origin of covid-19 right now i'm not saying we don't have to find the origin but do we really have to like is this all going is this really going to help us like in the future like where did it come from where can we split the blame it, that's not going to change the fact that we need to vaccinate more americans that we need to you know have a good opening strategy that we're just finding trying to find a scapegoat Shane, do you agree? Well, as you were saying, in too deep, um, I think that you were false about the song. I think when you talk about you know somebody being in too deep, you have to refer to the great band Sum 41. Because I'm in too deep and I'm trying to keep up above in my head. But at this point, I don't care who, where it came from. That's Obviously, it came, it came from China somewhere. We're just going to say Wuhan. That's the story I'm going with. I mean, at the end of the day... Like, what is a lawsuit going to do? Probably not a lot. It's not going to repay for the thousands of lives of loss. It's not going to pay for all the businesses that went out. It's not going to pay for people to get their livelihoods back. Who cares? Let's focus on getting everybody better. Let's focus some of these judiciary efforts on, you know, maybe police brutality. Maybe some stuff that's going on in our own country. How about this student debt? Yeah. Yeah. We're trillions of dollars deep in that whole pile of blankety blank. Yeah, I mean, if they if they decide to go into a lawsuit and then they have enough money to pay for all the student debt, then by all means. But until then, spend better time with yourself. Very much agreed. Number seven, Deshaun Watson. It's been all over the news and not for the right reasons. He was dropped this week by Nike, 
and Beats by Dre, as well as Reliant. I'm not really sure what Reliant does, but I'm sure their product is pretty Reliant. Uh, so Nike and Beats by Dre, they also dropped him. And this brings up an interesting case that some are arguing, because the Deshaun Watson situation has been getting a lot of press for the fact that it, a lot of people are jumping to conclusions, uh, and they're, all the evidence is not quite out yet, although it's starting to trickle in now with accusers coming out, so it's become much, a lot more revealing. But was it is Nike and Beats by Dre, are they jumping the gun here, or is this the right move for them? I don't know. I mean, when you look at the whole entire situation, you'd have to think that they're making the right decision. I mean, when you have, what is it now, 13 accusations? Oh, it's like up to 20. Isn't it like 22 now? Oh, oh. it's... Well, they have like they have like two or it changes day by day. That's the scary part. It just be, more yeah. and more people keep coming out, and you know when you have some of these high-profile athletes and these guys that come from these storybook backgrounds, you know some of them are creeps. And I mean, as of right now, we just got to let the whole judiciary system happen. But I've also heard people who have their tinfoil hats on yeah. say that all these women that are coming out and coming forward are being paid by the Texans organization so they can but, keep him in even, Texas. But even then, why would? That makes no sense because he would be suspended anyway, and it lowers his trade value. So, like, that if the Texans did that, the Texans are the only organization that would do that because they're incredibly stupid. Uh, yeah. But that, to me, that makes no logical sense either. So I'm so I'm 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 just confused. I'm still confused now with the whole situation. Like, as far as what to believe, what do I not believe? It's a mess. It's a giant mess. It's gross. It is gross, and it's a shame because Deshaun Watson. You know, we're both football fans. Deshaun Watson is one of the most exciting quarterbacks on the field to watch. And he's not someone I would have, in the back of my mind, even in the worst of moods, would have thought he would have done anything like this. But you never expect this. And when it, ha- when it comes out, whether it's true or not, it's just, it's disgusting. It's just, it's disheartening. Yes, it is. Just to say the least. So, coming up, we've got number, <laughs> almost a transition, but we still got a few more stories. Yeah. Number eight. So, Florida. The great state of Florida, where we all love to go for spring break. Florida is suing the CDC to allow cruises to resume U.S. sailings. They're also asking uh, these U.S. sailings to be treated like airlines. So basically, they want cruises to come back, and they can't understand why people fly and people don't go on cruises. So I look at this as a very Florida issue. What What do you mean by that? You might be thinking. Well... Florida is completely wrong here because cruises and airplanes are two very different things. Would would you would you you would agree with that, right? Yeah, I was I was I'm sitting here thinking to myself, have has have any of the people who are these lawyers in Florida that are trying to sue the CDC, have they ever spent any time on any cruises? Have they seen the mouth breathing, cigarette smoking, overly obese? Yeah. Piece of trash people that like to go on cruises. Ever been to the food court on a cruise? It's, it's all you can eat buffets. I yeah. mean, I'm like all you it's, can eat it's, buffets. Dude, cruises are so gross and so sketchy. Like, why, dude? You have yeah. you have the rights within the grounds that you have. When you're on waters, you're in international territory. Like, that's it. Like, you yeah. need to slow your roll and try to sue the CDC. Are you kidding me? We're going to sue the experts and the ones that we put into power to make decisions for us. Oh, you guys can't do anything. It's kind of dangerous. Well, I think you're wrong. Because I have seen an alligator walking down the street because I live in St. Petersburg. Like that, it makes, again, makes no sense. Also, planes, 
they go a few hours in the air. They also, cruises, have, they also have air ventilation systems in yeah. planes where they clean the air. They don't have those in cruises. It's it's a cesspool of germs and gross people and people who really just need... And old people. A lot of old people. A lot of old people. A lot of people who would not wear masks if that was the case if they opened it up. Yeah. Seriously. It, it would be bad. Uh, really unfortunate story here uh, with number nine. Arkansas Republicans are overriding the governor's veto of an anti-trans bill. So the story goes, uh, House Bill 1570 in Arkansas was passed by the Arkansas House and Senate uh, with about 192 anti-LGBTQ laws under consideration. And the governor saw that, uh, Governor Asa Hutchinson saw that and said, yeah, screw that, vetoed it. And the House and Senate was like, wait a minute, can, can we make ourselves even worse than we were before? Hell yes, we can, because this is Arkansas, sons of guns. We are going to veto this. Why? No reason why. We just love to see hate in the United States of America. God bless the free unless you're trans. Heaven forbid. Oh. I, 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 do, I do not understand the fascination with anti-trans or anti-LGBTQ laws. Listen, why should it matter? Equality is equality. Does not matter what parts you have, what do you identify with. That's just the way... I... I I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I'm, I cannot believe that a governing body would, you know, follow through on this. Seriously. Yeah. Have you ever been to Arkansas? No, I don't plan on going. I've been to Arkansas. And? Let me tell you a little bit about Arkansas. Yeah. It's hot. There's, okay. it's flat. Yeah. It's hot and flat. There's nothing going on. Okay. So when you mix all that together with a bunch of people... Uh, you get a lot of people who are just angry at the world and angry that they live in such a miserable, bad place that they decide to pick on other people and make other people's business their own. Because, you know, when you don't have any pretty mountains to go walk around in or anything fun, to no snow to go play in, you know, like the pleasures that we have up here in the Pacific Northwest. Of course. Then you know, you're just going to be an angry, bitter, sad person. And that's what I think a lot of these people are coming to. And also... When you're in a state like Arkansas, you're da- you're near the Bible Belt, brother, where we just love God and Jesus, dude. I that's, love them. That's just a weak excuse. Is the the Bible? Is it? It's just ugh. you're completely right, though. I can I see what you're saying. It's just it, it really it, it angers me that you know that's that it's it's hap- even in like the boringness that is Arkansas or Arkansas. Forgive me. I'm not even pronouncing correctly. I'm that mad. That's right. You don't even get the correct pronunciation, Arkansas. Get yourself together, man. Get yourself together. Come on. Be more be more like uh Virginia. Yeah. Because, you know, get, get some, eat some weed. Uh it's number 10. <laughs> eat some weed. That's next I can tell I'm not a spot smoker. Number 10. <laughs> this is the funniest thing. Monkeys are thought to have escaped a private collection and they're on loose in Cincinnati. There are monkeys on loose in Cincinnati. Shane, this is big news. Alarmed residents spotted monkeys late on Wednesday night hovering around the many streets of the Reds' home city. The Cincinnati Reds' home city. I'm a baseball fan. Monkeys were seen swinging from trees in the city graveyard. They were seen in trash cans, rummaging around. Many residents are confused whether they should be frightened, happy, scared, or... Shane, this is the craziest thing I've read all day. We just read about Rory McElroy hitting his dad with a golf ball, and yet this took the cake. Monkeys are on the loose in Cincinnati. Yeah, you know you don't hear anything really crazy coming out of Ohio. <laughs> Ohio is a pretty quiet place. It's, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. Thinking about monkeys running around Cincinnati, Ohio. I mean, that's obviously you know you got monkeys in a metropolitan area. But what happens if these monkeys start adapting? Like they're from Cincinnati, they start eating skyline chili. They start rooting for the Buckeyes. 
You know, they start doing all these different oh. types of things. Okay. You know, what if they start adapting into a true highlight? Then we got to have a real problem. That, that might hands. be that might be an issue. We got okay. We got to look into this. These monkeys might go ape. Oh, I want to so badly say that I can't cuss. Ape ship. That's right. I'm talking about boats. It's a, the joke didn't land. I know, but still, when you have a news day with a golfer hitting his dad with an errant shot and monkeys on the loose. You know you're only in one country, America. One and only. <laughs> Land of the free because of the brave, baby. <laughs> quick side, quick, quick aside here. What do you do with the monkeys though, if they're loose? I mean, I would try to capture them, and then I don't know. I mean, try to just feed them more skyline chili. You know, just that, calm them down, fill them up with that meat and beans. Even though it's not in their diet, it'd be funny to see a bunch of monkeys all passed out with their bellies full. Think about it. Be adorable. Oh, I wouldn't mind seeing that. All right, that is our last story. As that well, that was face to face, Shane. That was ten stories in twenty minutes. Are you proud? Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah. You should be because that was pretty awesome. It, and thanks for coming along for the ride. I'm still trying to get my mind around the fact that there's monkeys uh, running around one of the biggest cities in the United States of America. I mean, in Canada, okay, but in the U.S., that's just crazy. <laughs> that's just forget about Canada. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver monkeys. Yeah, I've seen that before. Cincinnati. What? What's going on? Somebody tell me the meaning of saneness. Sanity. That's also, <laughs> as you can tell, you know, I was a, a fine student of uh, my English class. Draw it back in there, buddy. Just draw it back in. <laughs> uh, certainly. Well, I'll draw back in for this next segment uh, coming up in just a few minutes. Well, we'll be talking about Geraldo Rivera, a gentleman and a scholar. Not he went on Fox News earlier and dropped some extremely tone deaf knowledge to the many viewers is now being hated, and by the time this airs, he might be gone from Fox News. A lot of hate his way. We'll find out why. Just a few minutes. This is the Tarek Ansari Show. That's right. You know what that means, right? That is the call. That song is the call. For you to go to Columbia City Fitness right now, get a workout in, sign up, with Columbia City Fitness, the absolute best gym in the Northwest. You're probably thinking, wait a minute, hold on, sir. What about Planet Fitness? What about 24-hour fitness? Screw those places, because Columbia City Fitness is the best place to get your workout on. And it's not close. It is not a competition. When you talk about cost efficiency, the location, which there's two, Columbia City and in Capitol Hill. I know what you're thinking. What? Why? Columbia City Fitness, a location in Capitol Hill that is blowing my mind. Well, I'm here to blow your mind. I'm here to tell you all the facts. I'm spitting facts here. So, Columbia City Fitness also has a great staff and excellent equipment, personal training, powerlifting classes, and they're open now on Saturdays. Beforehand, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that's a good, that's a good opening schedule. Now they've added Saturdays to the mix. So you have no excuse, absolutely no excuse, whether you live out in South Seattle, like I do around the Columbia City area, or if you live up near near Central or maybe around Capitol Hill, you've got a Columbia City Fitness right around the corner. There's no excuse. Get fit. Get in the right mind. Have a good time. You can do that at Columbia City Fitness. ColumbiaCityFitness.com is their website. Also, you can give them a call at 206-725-7894. That's 206-725-7894. Don't wait another second. Sign up right now for Columbia City Fitness.
Tarek Show on a Friday morning. You can follow me on Instagram at Tarek.ans. That is spelled T-A-R-I-K dot A-N-S. Also on Twitter, T-A-R-I-K-A-N-S. There is no dot on Twitter. Why? Because Twitter said so. It tweeted about it. Okay, maybe it didn't tweet about it, but still. That is the way it be. Moving on to our next story about Geraldo Rivera. We need to find a song that suits him good. He seems like he's always going on the roundabout with his stories. So... show's history. For good reason, his mustache looks like crap, and his takes are complete dog crap. I, was, I know I said crap twice. I was going to say something else. Listen, I'm not about to cuss now. We've gone a month without it. We're going to keep it clean. We're keeping it clean, everybody. So, Fox News. You've heard of it, right? I know I have. Whatever you think about Fox News, okay? It caters to the right. It does a pretty good job of catering to the right. I feel like they've done a better job at getting, at least during the day, a little bit more news-centric. Once you get to, like, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity, it gets to be more opinion. That's when I think it loses its taste. But I'm not totally against what they're talking about. I mean, I'm just, I, I don't agree with it. But I don't really disagree with a lot of the hosts on there, especially Chris Wallace. I just, you know, I have a few minor differences. But, again... It's their, they cater to a crowd that, you know what, is probably not me. That's fine. So, Geraldo Rivera is one of these panelists. He gives opinions that are pretty bad, but he's a big name from the 80s because, you know, he, he went to Al Capone's vault and saw and found nothing. You know, he's, he's got a really bad track record for someone who still appears on uh, a major cable news channel, but yet he's still around, although maybe not for long. By the time you're hearing this, he may not be around anymore. And why, you may ask? Well, here we go. So, a discussion with Leo Terrell, attorney Leo Terrell, and Geraldo Rivera that occurred in in Fox News earlier Thursday morning. Basically, the discussion was surrounding uh, the mayor of St. Louis and the concept of race in St. Louis and leadership there. Obviously, this goes back to Ferguson. There's a lot of history here. But uh, the, the mayor basically made some comments that were... You know, the, the, uh, they were, uh, I, won't, I don't want to say they're controversial, but they were questionable. Uh, let's, let's hear that right now, by the way. You have 48% white, 45% black. And the newly elected mayor, we wish her the very best of luck with her policy. Yeah, sure. uh, Leo, here's the question. She said, I appreciate the role of white allies in this movement of progress. I don't believe that they have the lived experience to lead a majority minority city. Hmm. Okay, so she said that. This will be an interesting yeah. social experience oh. or perhaps oh, an experiment. Yeah, so, okay, you know, now I honestly, I, I'm not a big fan of the whole, well, you haven't lived through this, so you, I mean, you can't lead us. Because here's the thing. There, she's right about that statement, but at the same time, I don't know if I would personally use that as a, as a tool in like in leadership against other races. But fair enough, she she can play that card. She knows the criticism that's going to come with that, as Leo Terrell demonstrated here. That is the most insulting, racist comment. You know what she's saying? She's saying, because you're white, you don't understand what we as black people go through regarding crime. That makes the assumption then that Joe Biden doesn't know. To say that she is basically in a better position because she's black is insulting, is racist, and it makes no sense whatever. 
Okay. That is a fair argument. You can agree with that. You can disagree with that. That is up to you. I think that's a fair argument. You know what? Like, I, it, saying it's the, the most racist thing, okay, that might be stretching a little bit. That's a fair argument, though. His point of view, he, he the way he looks at it, he, the way he wants to unify, he doesn't agree with that. That's completely fine. You know what? This is not a bad panel after all, except this entire time, Geraldo Rivera hasn't said one word. And whenever that happens, you know something's, something's coming. Something bad. So, Geraldo Rivera decided, now is a good time to open my mouth. And he asks this. Listen closely. He asks this to Leo Terrell. I reject that argument. Hey, Leo, that you when have was to the last time you were in the color. ghetto? Hey, Leo, when's the last time you were in the ghetto? Yeah. Yeah, he said that. I don't know why he said that. It really doesn't make a ton of sense. If anything, it's tone deaf. It's actually... It's borderline racist, and I would even go as far as to say it is racist. When's the last time you've been in the ghetto? Yeah. No. that That's not... not the way to go. And, understandably, Leo Terrell was not pleased by that question. Well, how, how dare you that say you that, sir? It, I was born... She was, I, I live right near the Coliseum. That's where I was I'm born. From Avenue okay? C, dude. Next I'm to the from Coliseum. Avenue C. How dare you say that? That you know knowledge about that I have you, is helpful. How dare you say that? That knowledge I have is helpful. Insulting. That knowledge that it, I have insulting. from my background what is helpful. What are you trying to drop? Her, her order, do you think... Let her, let her try. Let her try. What are you trying to Let her try to... Let her try a kinder approach. Maybe it'll work. We certainly have a... Bill just accused me of? Bill Hammer just accused Bill, you know what Geraldo accused me of? He accused me of living in a particular area that I don't understand. How dare you? I've been a civil rights attorney for 30 years. I have fought against All discrimination right, for 30 years. Okay, Check your Jesus on How dare earth. you? How dare right, you? Listen, yeah, fabulous. I love you both. How dare you? Wait, let guys, hey. Yeah. Um, I don't. Okay. So, yeah, Terrell got pretty upset there. Obviously, now some will say, will point to like, well, he wasn't a super professional about it. I don't know. I. I've seen a lot of people go out against both Terrell and and obviously Rivera. Rivera's getting a lot of hate for this. He should. He should. Every every bit of Twitter nonsense he gets, he deserves. Now, Terrell, on the other hand, people are slamming him for being unprofessional. He needs to handle the situation better. No. No, I don't see any... I mean, listen, you're on a cable news channel that, at the end of the day, strives to get ratings. The news, yes, they want to get the news out there. They also want people to, you know, know about the brand of Fox News. So when he goes out there and shows a genuine reaction to Geraldo Rivera's stupid, racist, and more than anything, tone-deaf question, his reaction being like that, I think is a good representation of what people think of Geraldo Rivera, which is, are you kidding me? Why is this mustachioed Monopoly man lookalike still on TV? Seriously. The man looks like a cheap version. You know what? He's the Monopoly man's, like, half-brother. And when I say half-brother, I don't mean, like, by relation. I mean, he's half of the Monopoly man. Monopoly man, not even an actual person, already more of a man than Geraldo Rivera. Because what he did, what he said there, I don't really care if that wasn't even as an intention to be rude. I mean, maybe it wasn't. But that was just the stupidest thing. He's been on TV for how many decades now? Going back to the early 80s, the late 70s. And he's saying stuff like that. He knows the climate. Even on Fox News, you cannot get away with that. Even on OAN, you can't get away with that. So why? What is the point? And listen, I mean, I can go all and on and on and on about Geraldo Rivera's past, you know, about things he said on Twitter. That's just, you know, plain old horrible. Like when Matt Lauer got fired, which nowadays you can see why. He tweeted, 
right after that happened in 2017. Sad about Matt Lauer, great guy, highly skilled and empathetic with guests and a real gentleman to my family and me. News is a flirty business and it seems like current epidemic of hashtag sex uh, harassment allegations may be criminalizing courtship and conflating it with predation. Uh, okay. That's, that sounds like a very pervy way of putting... It sounds like a perv's view on the whole Me Too movement. Listen, I, I get what you, I get that you know maybe sometimes people get canceled too fast. But Matt Lauer was canceled reasonably. He he did something wrong, and you're saying he was empathetic with guests and a real gentleman to the family. Yeah, he also you know did some really creepy, weird stuff that is very fireable, and you can't overlook that. This is not 19. The night. This is not the 70s and 80s. Which, by the way, in case you're wondering. That wasn't acceptable back then either. So stop living in this fake past. That's just one tweet. I mean, there's so many things that he said in the past that just... Like, listen to this. Heard well-regarded women in media today suggesting morning shows go to an all-female format. That should be as unacceptably retro as the other way around. That... No. Like... <laughs> so... No. It just... I... I... He's someone where... You cannot believe he has not been canceled yet. Listen, I am a big, a big opponent of cancel culture as much as an ex-moderate. Because I'm a moderate, I'll say that. But, seriously, why is Geraldo Rivera still on TV? From the tweets to what we saw on TV today. And you can go way back into the vaults and see what he said on Fox News and all the other news stations in the past. And you have to ask yourself, why is this man still on television? And there's no good answer for it. He's a recognizable name. That's the only answer I can think of. But not for the right reasons. His most famous... His most famous, like, period in media was when he went to Al Capone's vault with all this hype. Saying, oh, we're gonna find all this stuff. Finds nothing. Whole two-hour TV event about, look, we're gonna find something in Al Capone's vault. Get ready. It's gonna blow your freaking mind. And... The... The, the, the thought that... <laughs> that that event has given him unrenowned fame and allowed him to stay in the picture it's just horrible it's just 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 disgusting as someone who's trying to grow up in this media business that someone as demonstrative as him can survive but you know someone else like uh maybe a local radio dj who does the news for the news would only make it in their you know in their small market just i don't i don't i don't get it i really don't i don't get this world sometimes long story short Geraldo rivera screw you yeah yeah i'm holding back yeah stupid thing to say coming up more stuff, more fun stuff on the Tarkin Sorry Show. We'll be right back after this.
Welcome back. That is Shoes with Tomorrow Night, bringing us back in on the Tarkin Sorry Show. Hope you're enjoying it. Let me uh, let me know what you think. We post all these shows on you know on all streaming services. We obviously put promos up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So let, let me know what you think. You know what would you like to see? What do you think is working right? What do you think is working wrong? And uh, you know we'll we'll get to the operating table and fix the stuff that you think is uh, could be done better because we're all about making it better for you. Because uh, fun fact. These shows are made to be listened to, so if they're not sounding good, well, that is not the intended outcome. We've got one more story. This is more of an opinion segment, but it still requires some pretty fire music. So, working out and getting exercise during the pandemic is kind of a hard thing to do. Understandably so. And this is because, you know, it's expect- it's expected that when you're at the gym, Clean Club, you City Fitness, you're a great place to go. Uh, when you're at the gym, you're expected to wear a mask. Which, listen, I know some people don't like that. But you're inside. You're, you're, you're breathing pretty heavily. You're in an enclosed area with a lot of people. So, I mean, it's, it's what the least you can do for now. The hope is maybe you get to the fall, you don't have to wear them. So just, you know, work through it for now. Um, I recently came into a bit of a... I, in a very sticky situation where I'm very torn on this, and I don't want to get your insight on this. I am a big biker. Love biking. I've always loved biking. When I lived out in Sacramento, I used to love biking all around my hometown. Uh, I would take rides to different cities just for the sake of it, because, you know, when it's a beautiful day outside, biking's one of those things where, you know what, you can take advantage of it, and you don't have to worry about gas, you know, or anything like that. It's just, it's an mm, incredible experience. Biking in the Bay Area, also super nice. And uh, once I moved up to Seattle, I started biking even more. We've got some excellent trails up here. It's been a lot of fun. I've run into a few issues though because I will often have my mask on, but like underneath my like my my chin when I'm biking, so that way I can like lift it up if I'm like close to people. Some people, especially the last time I went on a bike ride, which was uh, th- around Elliott Bay, which in case you some of those. If you don't know about Seattle, it's basically about a mile north of Pikes Market, right next to the water. Uh, think Ferris Wheel and a little beyond that. It is a very nice ride. It's beautiful. I recommend it if you're ever in the city, especially on a sunny day. Especially on a sunny day. I got a lot of frowned, fr- a lot of frowns, even when I was pulling my mask up. A lot of people were looking at me like, "Why don't you have your mask on?" And I am a bit as big of a proponent for masks as anybody else. But when I'm biking. And I am staying away from people. I am moving myself out of the way and I have the mask ready within like a millisecond to hoist over my nose. I honestly, I truly mean this when I say I don't understand what the issue here is. Like, I'm trying to be respectful whilst also maintaining my ability to breathe properly on the bike ride. The gym, it's a little different. All right, because, you know, close proximity, inside, and in all honesty, you know, you, the wind turbine, it's, it's, it's a different type of workout, all right? But on a bike ride, especially if it's on a trail with very few people, I don't understand why it is a big deal if the mask is not always over your nose. Again, if you're around people, that's one thing. But outside, how, how, how easy is it to spread COVID? I'm not saying it's impossible. This is coming from someone who's had COVID, all right? And it's not fun, by the way. Okay, so those of you who think COVID is fun, you are wrong. You are absolutely wrong. 
but biking with your mask available to be put on when there's not many people around. What is so wrong about that? I, I do not understand. I've, I've gotten talking to's by a few of a few individuals that I work with saying what I'm doing is selfish and I have to have a mask on at all times in public. I totally get you. I'm not, listen, and I'm not even going to, like, sh shout, th I'll say this, I disagree with them. I don't love where they're coming from, but I, I, I see they're being very cautious. I can't blame them for being cautious. But at the same time, are we at that point now where we're going to guilt people for doing this? And I know some of you will disagree, especially those of you who have been very affected by COVID, and I do apologize for that. I do. I know I'm not responsible for COVID, but neither are you, and neither is anybody else, and I neither, and no, but no individual is. But at the same time, it, you, one thing we've had trouble with in this country is balancing uh, protection and safety with just common sense. Like, it seems like the extremes are, are pre prevailing here. You either, on this bike ride, don't wear your mask at all, or you wear it all the time, or, heaven forbid, you will burn. You know, it, 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 there's no middle ground. The moment I try to have a middle ground, oh, boo, boo you. And that's why I don't like and this is not just with like the whole mask thing. It's always it's just it's everything's just it's so extreme. It's like this way or the other way, and if there's a middle ground on it, no there isn't. I don't understand. I really I, I personally don't know what's so wrong about being respectful, but also keeping mindful that it is almost impossible to have a mask on the entirety of a bike ride, especially when you're going up some of those hills around Magnolia in Seattle. Yeah, I would like to uh, ask anybody who tells me wear your mask all the time to do that with a mask on. I'm not saying that to be mean or to be unfair. I'm saying it's ex extremely hard to do. And taking it off for about 20 seconds does a great amount of good for my ability to breathe. All right. So the implication that I'm being disrespectful by not having it on all the time when I'm around no one, I think is a bit disrespectful in itself. And again, I do hope that we can get to a point this autumn where we won't have the masks on or we'll have it on, but like not all the time, you know, where we start coming back into normal slowly but surely and we can kind of move past this. But I just hate the notion that I have a mask on almost all the time when I'm biking, when I'm around people, essentially all the time. And yet the moment I have it off in somebody's eye line, uh, eyesight of distance, even if I'm far enough away from them where it won't be a difference that I'm an anti-masker. It's like, don't jump to those extremes, man. I'm trying to have enjoy my bike ride. I'm trying to, you know, be able to breathe <laughs> properly while being respectful to you. So if you're going to get mad at that, I don't know what to say. I really don't. That concludes my rant for this Friday and the show as well. Our thanks to Shane Peterson for joining us uh, on Face to Face. Our thanks to Geraldo Rivera for being a complete, complete idiot. We've got a lot more to talk about on Monday. That Chauvin trial is getting pretty intense. We're going to get into that and a lot more. But until then, you all have a great weekend. Enjoy the sun. The weather's getting nice out there. Stay away from the pollen because it's bad for you. But besides that, do enjoy it out there. It is nice, and you deserve to have a nice weekend. After this kind of year and a half, it's just been nuts. So enjoy it, and I'll talk to you on Monday. This is the Tarkin Sorry Show, and I'm signing off saying, have fun. See you later.